never reach me Were some guys who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were That's a podcast theme right there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of this season of Preacher Men. Pete and I have been meticulously studying uh, the television show Preacher, uh, and we sometimes we meet on those Sunday mornings. Sometimes we meet on Tuesday nights. It's a uh, it's a real lifestyle choice we've made, and here we are (laughs) in our church, our official Skype church. Uh, yeah, it's the last episode of Preacher. See, it's not the final episode. It's just the last episode of this season, Pete. That's right. I wouldn't want to put anything like that out there. I wasn't insinuating that it was the last episode ever because that would be super sad. The show is amazing. Uh, yeah, and this show is not is very confident in its ability to uh, set up the next season because this finale had a lot of stuff that I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about that because I know what's happening, and man, if I was you, I'd be pissed. I'd be frustrated as shit. Now, do you? But, does any of that frustration translate to you? Uh, nope, no. Not a single bit, huh? That's weird. Yeah. I wish you could really see through my eyes, Pete. Yeah, I know. I can't. Uh, I'm just happy that I've read the comics because if that ending, if I'm just going without it, I, I'd kind of be upset. Like, what the fuck was that? Right. Uh, well, so before we get there, let's uh, very quickly recap. Um, we've had a, a crazy uh, season. Here we go with the fucking recap. Uh, we had uh, our our holy trinity of characters, uh, are, uh, led by Jesse Custer, the preacher himself. Um, yeah. He's, uh, I hope this doesn't catch you off guard, but he's not, uh, not the whole, most holy of preachers. No, definitely not. Uh, so he's done some pretty crazy shit in his life. Yep. I mean, he's got some daddy issues that we've talked about in the past. So that's the kind of preacher you want. You want a preacher who's lived life. You know what I mean? Like he's had some life experiences. You want a preacher that can outdrink you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I, I would feel like if I'm going to have a preacher in my life, I would like a preacher who's you know, the lived a life. Is all I'm saying. Who's checked out the Ten Commandments and broken them all so that like he <laughs> knows how to be like, hey, it's fucked up when you do that. So don't yeah. do that one. The covenant yeah. the neighbor's wife. I've been in this whole neighborhood for a while. <laughs> so just be so cool with that. Uh, so yes, he is, again, Pete, never interrupt me when I'm doing the recap. So uh, no so we have um, Jesse. I won't do it. He's great. Uh, he don't is, worry about it, man. I will, I'll let you uh, talk. He's got a couple of friends, um, one of which is probably his closest relationship is with Cassidy, who is a vampire. Yeah. Um, who um, he don't hold that against him. He's still a great friend. He's still a great friend. No, I be I have friends with a lot of qualities, and some which some of which are way worse than being a vampire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you're one of them. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> we uh, the Cassie's been struggling with the fact that he made his son, who's much older than him, um, a vampire to save his life, and that right. uh, is all coming to a head. In this very episode, mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely been stressing him out. Um, then we have a another character who, I guess, used to have 
used to be in a relationship with Jesse, but you know it's been so oh, far gone. On, man. You I don't even. Then I don't even know if it's there's anything Dude. left there to redeem. Come on, man. Uh, You're little, supposed to be recapping, not injecting all this side bullshit. Again, Pete, this is my time to just recap and not offer any additional opinions. I'm just simply recapping. You are not. So let me quickly recap that I don't think that Jesse and Tulip uh, are meant to be. (laughs) And so So it's not a recap. That is your opinion. I've I've said that before. Recapping your opinion. That doesn't count. I've capped that and I'm recapping it one more time. (laughs) You're a crappy recapper. I'll tell you that much. It's called recrapping. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so their relationship, they're officially on the rocks. Um, they are uh, – they're, they're just not really connecting. They're like the two characters in that famous song um, about pina coladas from the 80s. And they just aren't <laughs> connecting and I hope – hopefully they'll connect over a personal ad about liking pina coladas and getting lost in the rain. Now that is yep. a recap you won't hear at any other source and that's why you come here to preach your <laughs> um, Oh, man. So – uh, and then we have our, our sort of fourth wheel, if you call him that, is Eugene, who recently um, escaped from hell with, yeah. with his trusty sidekick, Adolf Hitler. Oh, man. The, the, the Robin to his Batman, uh, yeah. Herr, uh, Mr. Hitler himself. Yeah, okay. But let's – you done recapping? Can we start with this episode already? Yes. Let's go ahead and move into capping this episode. Man, so first we get young Jesse. So this young Jesse stuff, um, if I if I may, I have no idea what it is. We got a little mm-hmm. bit of a taste of it, which I thought was like a dream sequence or a flashback or a flash forward or something weird um, mm-hmm. where um, Jesse nope. was lowered into a, the swamp in like a coffin by this mysterious yeah. woman. Now you know why I've been freaking out every time we saw the swamp, bro. Yeah. So in this episode, in this episode, we the kiss, kicks off the episode. Jesse is like uh, wheeling and, and dealing in the, on the at this crossroads in this small town. Yeah, you get to see a little bit of what Jesse is about. Like even as a young age, he was hustling. You know, yeah, he's a straight hustler, man. He goes after that money. You know, he doesn't care. And he what a great it. way to make money, Pete. Let me ask you, what was your childhood job? Oh man, I had a ton of them. Um, I was, I was a paper boy for a while. I would fucking, uh, do, I would cut, mow ye- neighbor's yard. I sold candy to kids. Like, you know, I had a lot of sketchy shit going on. Nice. That's, uh, what a, you, very Americana, uh, positions yep. you have there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, I worked, um, at Burger King. No shit. Yeah, I ran the drive-thru at my local Burger King. No fucking shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Boy, did I talk to people about all sorts of stuff. I bet you did. Yeah. I'm surprised you can get fired for that. No, they're, they're cool. I, I brought personality that some people surely <laughs> didn't like. I feel like if I went to your drive-thru, I'd been like, sir, I would just like my burger, please. And you'd uh, be going off about your high school sweetheart. I'd be and like, like, it's the- called a Whopper. And, I mean, being on the Burger King drive-thru was like the first podcast. That was like the original <laughs> podcasting. That's true. That is kind of your so, first. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I was building the skills that I'm using now uh, <laughs> in this very show. Man, that's insane. Uh, so, uh, young Jesse's job was to... Um, just like uh, running money, uh, throwing the cops off the trail. This scene is super fun. 
Dude, it's so great, especially that whole cop moment was so great, where it was like he knew he was a, a cop. I thought that was so cool. Uh, it was really cool. Um, and and he hates chickens, turns out. Yes. Um, and so what, so can you talk me through this scene a little bit? Like, what happens with this chicken sitch? Well, the chicken is, you know, he's picking a fight with Jesse. Like, you know, him and the chicken don't get along. And so Jesse's not going to take shit from anybody. He doesn't care if it's a chicken, a human, a cop. doesn't matter. Because he gets bullied and beat on and abused, so any chance he's going to get, he's going to do that to others. Totally. I mean, I've been bullied by a chicken before. Oh, I mean, who hasn't? Chickens are tough, man. Chickens are tough. They are yeah. uh, skittish, ornery, uh, sharp beaks. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so he takes this chicken after it's killed and uh, to a strange woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what does she do? She brings it back to life. Working a little voodoo. Look, working a little voodoo. So now I don't want you to spoil too much here. Yeah. But how important is this part? Is this because this? Well, there's a reason you're seeing it at the start of the last episode. It's fucking important, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's very much not important to the story. Like there's no connection. You just don't know yet. Well, there's, there is one very strong connection at the end of the episode, but otherwise right. it's like completely – it feels like a whole new season of action. No, because you remember when Jesse was running around New Orleans trying to uh, deal with that whole soul thing and you get to see that Jesse knows the underbelly of shady dealings and that's kind of his comfort zone. So like, yeah, he's – been kind of dealing with this his whole life so it's not weird to him it's not out of bounds to him like it's part of normal everyday life yeah it's really interesting that he uh, went from being the son of a a preacher man just like us and Mm -hmm. then now and then got into like oh dude that whole yeah that whole thing is insane that transition but like yeah, and it's it gets scarier. You think the fucking just being dipped in the swamp is something, dude. You ain't seen nothing yet. Well, I hope to see something yet. Uh, so let's get, jump into the uh, post-credit, post-opening credits. We mm-hmm. have uh, Jesse and Star working on creating or turning Jesse into this messiah. Yeah, now th- I do not like this team up of Hair Star and Jesse. It's not a cool combo. I mean, they seem they seem down with it. Hairstar does seem like he's playing Jesse, but it also but Jesse's lying to Hairstar. He hasn't told yeah. him that that the Genesis power, which is what makes him the Messiah, is mm-hmm. on the fritz. It's that's uh, unreliable. It's like um, having a flip phone when you t- promised an iPhone. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for backing that up so hard. <laughs> Uh, well, I just think that well, I'm just my mind. I'm kind of like uh, just thinking about like the. I, it just makes me so s- mad to see Jesse kind of teamed up with this fucking dick. Yeah, and he's so much better than that. Well, is he though, Pete? I think he should need to start facing he's, the facts that maybe yes, he's not. He is. I don't know. Yes. I just don't know. Um, so they're working on building the Messiah. Jesse's needs to be. He's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, 
he uh, and to to sort of set that up to make him popular, they want him to go viral. And to do that, uh, they visit a school, a uh, Catholic school, and create a situation where Jesse has to fight the Romanians. Yeah, who show up? Uh, cool fight scene, great music choice, amazing again fight stuff. Yes, but not as enjoyable. When your boy is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. I can't enjoy the magic that is a great fight scene unless it's for good reasons or good cause or for the right stuff. And it's just it's it's hard because it's so great visually. But, uh, you know, heart wise, I'm not into it. You wanted Jesse to lose. I just didn't want I I just I don't, I don't know about lose, but it's just he's on the wrong side. He shouldn't be teaming up with fucking Hair Star. It should be him and Tula fighting and driving across the country, and having adventures together, and living their life instead of this bullshit. Ah, what a nice dream, Pete. Alas, it's not meant to come true. Not yet, my friend. Not yet. I have faith. I have faith in the tulip. Jesse relationship. Well, I guess we'll see. So uh, that's a fun sequence. We realized that Hairstar had set up all of this uh, to make a viral clip. What a he did! What a savvy understanding of branding he has. Yeah, yeah. It's his evil knows no bounds. Uh, so then we jump to Cassidy, who's doing some laundry, and uh, you know what? Yeah. Never do other people's laundry. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, what bothers me about this is, like, Cassidy, you got to do some parenting here, bro. All right? Your son is into weird shit. Weird shit, man. Yeah. Well, you can't just be cool with that. You, the, the cool guy dad doesn't work. All right, Justin? I hope you're taking notes here because I don't want to find out you're the fucking cool dad who's not going to do what's right for your kids so they grow up to be a decent human being. I'm cool dad and mean dad. Well, being mean is not also the the solution, okay? I was talking you about gotta... how, I was talking about how I parent you. Oh. <laughs> is that not what you meant? Yeah, that's not what I meant. Uh, but you're also doing a shitty job with me. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Good. Well, we have a weird relationship. Sort of like uh, you're like the dentist to my Cassidy. Oh, fuck you, man. That's not a good comparison. Uh, so, yeah, he's finding I'm Cassidy, out. You're Dennis. No. Or maybe we're just a couple of Cassidy's. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, uh, so, uh, we also, like, I love this thing of he's hiding this dog so that Dennis won't eat it. Yep. That's, yeah. that's another weird thing. Uh, we and see, then Cassie. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Cassie has this fucked up dream about biting Tulip, man. Yes. Interesting. Right? Like, this is not, you're all like, oh, yeah, Cassie and Tulip, oh, they're the best. Dude, Cassie's still a vampire, bro. But I think that's like, he can't control his feelings toward, uh, well, I feel like seeing Dennis makes him realize that a vampire is always on the edge of losing control. And I feel like his, the intensity of his feelings for Tulip are questioning his ability to retain control of his vampire urges. So I, I think it's like this cool mix of like love and uh, his vampiric urges and like what does that mean? So I like it. It's sort of a subtle exploration of Cassidy as this character. 
Mm. Uh, let's jump back a scene. We had well, two. We had uh, Cassidy watching the Three Stooges. Yeah. yeah. Which, when you think about it, aren't they the Stooges? Oh man! Think dude. about it. They're just hurting each other emotionally. Whoa. They're the um, three emotional stu- Stooges. <laughs> they're hurting each other emotionally. They're poking each other in the emotional eyes and yeah. bopping each other on their emotional heads. Except that is one no of them has the power of God. The other one's a vampire. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, yes. And the other one uh, we see go into a convenience store, and she just wrecks shit. Uh, she goes out of her way to uh, yeah. I mean, to she's this woman acting out. You can't be mad at that. You got to know that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's a fun scene. I mean, I do think uh, she Tulip has very quickly moved past her. This like anxiety about the uh, the saint of killers. Like I thought yeah, that I wrapped know, up I've, sort of very quickly when that was like a very big ongoing story. For yeah, her. especially after she saw him again, I thought that would trigger more. But it's like, uh, yeah, I just feel like you know, give me a little bit more of dealing with that would have been nice. Yeah, uh, sort of weird that they moved made such a big deal out of that and then just moved past it. But a fun scene. So then. Um, the, yeah, you talked about there's uh, Cassie has this nightmare. He's straight up smoking crack, um, and uh, Tulips catches. So we Tulip catches him in the nightmare, and then in real life does as well. It seems like he's coping with all of this stress in his life by doing some solidly hard drugs. Well, I mean, when you're a vampire, you can't just do regulation drugs. You got to go hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go hard or go um, to hell, as they say. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hell, we have uh, Hitler and Eugene on the run. Again, this is like uh, just a straight like buddy escape comedy. Wait, wait. We we skipped over something very important. What's that? Cassidy took care of Dennis. Uh, yes. Uh, no, that happens a little bit later. Oh, really? Yeah. But, I get, but let's talk about it now. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis is sort of threatening Tulip in a way, you know, and yeah. that is just he cries too far. So yeah. Cassidy does uh, really the only the hardest thing he could do, but the yeah. only thing he, he has, has to, to do yeah. that. Yeah, he has to do that, and I'm glad that he did step up finally and do what was right because that needed to be done, dude. Dennis was into some weird ass shit. And it was only going to spiral out, and he finally – I just wish he – the signs were all there. I just wish he would have saw it earlier. He could have maybe saved his son, but instead he has to – He has sometimes you got to murder your son. I mean, that's just life. Yeah. You know? And it's just pretty ice cold. Like he just – he makes the choice, and then boom. It's Well, he's a vampire. I mean, you know, he's got that ice cold in him. Yeah. But I, it's just hard because it's like, oh, dude, you went through all this trouble to save your son, and then you ended up killing him anyway. So, you know, yeah. maybe it would have taken more time when he turned to really kind of spell it out for him. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did a lot of assuming that his son was a good dude. Right, which, I mean, I guess it seems like he really wasn't there for him. So yeah. how would he know that? But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a sad scene, a nice but a nice resolution to this plot. I, I thought it was cool. I would have liked to see more of like more communication between the two of them. Like I, I get the surprise of him just pushing him outside, but I would, they never really, you know, they only spoke to these translators. We never got to really hear Dennis confront 
his issues with his dad or any emotion. We just got yeah. like a, a death. Yeah, so, he was even like we never had that freak out of like you weren't there for me and none of that shit. Yeah, or just like, hey, you made me a vampire. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Uh, we didn't. We felt that he was doing that, and it's like he was doing that, but we never got to have that. Just the two characters really talk it out. So I did miss that. But let's move on to the the Hitler Eugene storyline for the end. Oh so, man, um, this was super fun. They're on the run. They get to the um, uh, Charon, I, who is now. Uh, did you freak out? Because I would like freak the fuck out once Hitler was on Earth. Because I was like Eugene. Well, hold on a second. Before well, we get there, we had this great the the scene with Sharon where they're like crossing the on the river Styx and the. Oh boat. right! Oh my bad! Yeah, yeah, yeah! My bad. And he's like he's like a super casual dude. Um, yeah, and, that was a fun choice to make with that character. Yeah. Um, so that, I love that interaction. Eugene just like always completely out of his element, but still yeah. somehow dealing with these like huge, like metaphysical, like mythological characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we have Hitler sacrificing himself for for Eugene, not once, but twice, really. Yeah. And then uh, Jesse, uh, the Charon character is killed by... Um, mean middle manager of hell yeah um and which seems weird that's he's an important mythological yeah it seemed like you why would you kill him he's like the gatekeeper there and it's like regardless of who's running hell or who's in heaven like i don't know like that seems like an important job yeah um yeah i mean he's he's just like uh he runs like the hell's marina yep you know, yeah. he makes sure everyone he does has the, the Yeah, he does a boat ride. He's like the bumper boats at this local county fair. <laughs> Everybody get on, nobody yeah. Like, yeah. don't fuck Bumper boats for the river sticks. Yeah, it's cool. Well man, yeah, you ever tube down the river sticks? Just get a <laughs> case of brews, your closest dead friends, and just tube that shit up. The water's cold that bad. and it, it takes a little bit of your soul, but <laughs> we've got plenty yeah, to sure. spend. Uh, so, um, they have a sort of a, like a, an emotional moment, Eugene and Hitler, and he grabs Hitler and, uh, we assume he pulls him on board because they are back on earth. Oh, that freaked me the fuck out, man. How did you feel about that? I thought that was, su- it was such a, such a funny moment. Like they're back, they're in these clothes, they're on a bus, uh, it's like the end of the graduate they're like yeah. just like having an awkward conversation because now they're back on Earth and they have nothing in common. To talk right. About. And also like Hitler's now back on Earth, people. Yeah. We are all fucked. And I think Eugene is like, oh, we're just going to go, I don't know, do stuff. Yeah. And then they get off the bus and Hitler makes a run for it. It gets like just wrecked. Immediately Hitler's like, holy shit, I got a new chance yeah. at fucking starting over. And he's not going to focus on his art. No, he is going to fucking murder people. You never know. He might go back into art. Dude, you saw the look on his face. That's not the look of art, bro. I mean, you can, like, painting is such a fun hobby to have. Yeah, but that was not a painting face. That was, I'm going to murder a bunch of people. Oh, what is a painting face, Pete? (laughs) It's not as aggressive. I'm a very aggressive painter. I don't believe it. I paint Uh, completely nude, and I only paint nude bodies. 
I was just completely freaking out when Hitler ran because I was like, oh, great. Thanks, Arseface. You just released Hitler on the world. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to do anything. Plus, yeah. like, Hitler shows it. Like, where's he going to – I mean, I guess we're going to see. But but no, then he gets hit by a car, so it's he's dead. He's fine. No, he's not dead. He's just, no, he's like, definitely he's dead. He's got an injured leg. No, I think he's dead. You think he's dead? I hope he's dead. I don't want to see any more Hitler. I mean, we have enough that, Hitler. No, I There's know, but this no show, this show is crazy. The fact that uh, they've touched on so many like weird celebrities. Tom Cruise died. We have Jimmy Kimmel um, as the goal of this episode for Jesse and the Hair Star. Like Hitler's back on Earth. He's loose. Like that's like uh, an interesting part of this world. Yeah, but I mean, if Jimmy Kimmel is not going to have Matt Damon on, there's no way he's putting Jesse on. So. Oh, yeah, no. I guess uh, – well, let's get back into that storyline. So this is sort of an open-ended thing with Eugene and Hitler. We'll see what happens. Obviously, confrontation coming in the future. Um, mm-hmm. So jumping back, uh, Tulip finds the camera that was being used. To Finally. Uh, she goes – The camera's been sitting there for a whole episode. Yeah, it was weird that <clears throat> it just sat there loose. She goes over, confronts Featherstone, and uh, – Which is a dumb move. Yes. Uh, not great. Um, yeah. And also, like, fuck that. Tulip can take Featherstone. Like, fuck you. Yeah. That's uh, not even a fucking conversation. That is, Tulip wins that ten times out of ten. I don't know. Featherstone's pretty badass. So, Dude, fuck Featherstone and being badass. Well, let's talk about how the scene went. So they're, uh, they're facing off. We have a Hoover walking out who just, like, Trying to keep the lie going. Yeah, that was, he's like, oh, yeah, that was funny. And um, they have a, a classic. But it's just makes me so mad that Tulip's so dumb about this. Yeah. And well, then realizes too late. It's fair to say that Tulip's been off her game for most of the season. She was dealing with personal stuff and she never got the her relationship. The start of the season, though, the start of the car ride when she was being a badass and weaving through cop cars and traffic. That's the tulip I know and love. Totally, but then we got into all this emotional stuff. Her confronting her past, her confronting her present with Jesse, and uh, the confrontation with Santa Killers fucked her up, and she's off her game. And we know that because she gets shot. Um, By the way, that's the best recap you've done the whole time. uh, Thank you, I guess. Uh, There's sort of an insult built in with your compliment. Yeah. Uh, So... Uh, Jesse finally shows up after he's been off lying about the fact that he still has the power of Genesis, which he does not. But he's yeah. still trying to cling to these lies. Um, I'm beginning to think that maybe Jesse is a fucked up kid. <laughs> you think so? That's my big season two uh, revelation. Yeah. Uh, we get a great sort of payoff of the love triangle, Jesse versus Cassidy. Cassidy wants to bite her. Yeah. Uh, Jesse seems content to let her die. Very yeah. strange. Choice. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, so that's weird. Okay, um, but go, going back to something that you skipped over, you think that it was okay the way it went down between Tulip and Featherstone. You didn't think that was bullshit that Tulip was completely taken out by Featherstone. I didn't think it was bullshit. I think it was just like, like I said, Tulip's off her game and Featherstone is not. She is that's- on the clock. She's working it. Yeah, but she's not that good at it. Like, it's just so thinly veiled. 
she puts a wig on faster than anybody else. Tulip knocks yeah, on the door, it's wigs fast on. Wig work. It's fast wig work. And I'm wigs are hard. Wigs are hard. Yeah. In wig yeah. work, it's the same as pulling a gun. Uh, so we pay off the Jesse versus Cassie love triangle. Unfortunately, there's a victim here, and that victim is Tulip. So Jesus what the Christ hell me. are they going to do? They are going to take Tulip's body to the swamp. To yeah. the voodoo, whoever this woman is, the priestess. Back to Angelville, dude. Angelville. She brought oh. the chicken back. Can she bring Tulip back? Oh, man. It's fucked up, right? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe how casually Tulip was shot and then how, how casually everybody was dealing with that. And, like... What the fuck, man? And oh, by the way, we got to see a hair star's old uh, ace up the sleeve. Hair star has Jesse's soul, man. Yeah, who he that he got from the Saint of Killers. Yeah, how fucked up is that, dude? Yes, it's that's not great for Jesse. I feel like things couldn't be worse for Jesse. Lost his soul, doesn't have his power, doesn't really have the Messiah gig locked down. His uh, unrequited or formally requited love is dead. And, and he he's to, fucking just casual about it. He's just like, yeah, okay, let's put her in the car. And he's about to take her back to this place where we've learned that there's always a price. To bring a chicken yeah. back to life is probably not a high price. It's like, uh, I don't know. Like, but you know from voodoo and all that other stuff that there is a price, so... That's what I'm Regardless saying. Regardless of how high level it is, like, still, still price to be paid, man. And we know that Tulip didn't like Jesse using Genesis on her. I don't think she's going to be too appreciative that she died and is now Was shot. Be, yeah, brought back to life. By her homies. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. This, so this episode as a cap for the season, it felt... Wait, but we didn't get to the last shot, We, we will get to it. We will get to it. But let me just say real quick, the... This, for our main characters, the storyline, felt like it was very, like, middling. It was just... I hate when you use that word. I know you don't like the word middling, but it did feel like it didn't really... The season one was so great because it gave us these great payoffs for all the characters. Yeah. Uh, and this, we got some of that. We got... But not... There wasn't a real satisfying conclusion to for any of these characters. Tulip That's died. the thing, like, the... You know, like the end of the first season, it's kind of like this, oh, shit, can't wait for more. This is not ending that way. This is a ballsy show that's like, hey, you know what? We're ending where it ends, man. All right? We're not going to fucking give you a bow and get you all excited about next season. We're just going to end this in a fucked up way and just be like, yeah, you got to fucking tune in. Otherwise, you're going to just keep living with this bullshit. Yeah, very much a cliffhanger situation. Um, yeah. And then, of course, let's get to our last end where we bring back the dog man. What a nice moment for you, uh, Fuck Pete, you. as a former dog no, man. No, no, shut up with the former dog man shit. What did you think of this? Were you confused? What were your thoughts, man? Uh, I mean, I wasn't confused, I don't think. I feel like this is God. He's chilling. Um, as for the dog man stuff, I mean, yeah, you can answer that question better than I. Fuck you with that bullshit. But did you... Did you think it was weird because, like, they zoomed in on the costume's eyes? So it was kind of like, wait, does the costume just constantly view Jesse? 
or like what was that about? Because God wasn't in the costume. He was in the bathroom. So like, is that costume the way he can view where Jesse is? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, as a former dog man, you should know that the costume is just a fun way to have sex. But I think that what, what the point of it is, is that God is always watching. And so he's always watching. Jesse's no, fuck you, because it first off, fuck you for that bullshit comment in the beginning. And then fuck you, because it was it didn't go to what God was seeing. It focused on the costume. So I was just like, that was a little weird, like. So is it just playing in the costume, what Jesse does and where he is at all times? You think it's Scott has just said like a sweet pair of TV goggles. Yeah, I'm wondering because it wasn't like it went to where he was and he was seeing it. It showed it playing in the in the costume's eyes, which is weird. I don't maybe Maybe that is what it is. I would think it was sort of a more well, like he, The only way you can thing. see what humans are doing is when he's wearing that fucking thing. No, I again, I don't want to keep saying it, but I think God just likes to fuck around as a dog. Okay. Uh, how about the uh, place that God is staying in all those fucking beer cans? What did you think of that? God's partying, dude. It's getting dude, nuts. God likes to fucking party. Yeah. And then what did you think of the last shot, man? Uh, I thought it was cool. I mean, the whole thing's cool. What do you... All right, because I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, I know stuff here, and it's like, oh, man. Why don't you give us the, like, the coy take, then? What do you mean? You want me to spoil shit? I don't want you to spoil. I'm saying give us, like, a tease. Uh, all right. The tease was, well, because that spoils. I can't. I don't know how to not spoil. Uh, but I just, that was a bigger shot than you realize. Interesting. See, that's a good tease. Okay. It took me a while to get there. Yeah, no, that's right. It, it takes a while to get anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, dog man. So let's fuck uh, you, man. So let's. Uh, I mean, we've had quite a season. Let's talk about our revelations for this episode and the season as a whole. All right. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, what was your revelation for tonight's episode? Uh, my revelation was that if Pete was just going to watch a TV show without reading the book. I would be more angry uh, than I am. Interesting. Because, because I know things, I'm like not as upset with the choices that they're making. Because as a last, last episode, without knowing the book, it's pretty fucking upsetting, man. And a shitty way to leave you for a whole season, you know? Yeah. Uh, but because I know some of the things that I know, I'm not as upset. But at the same time, I don't know what choices they're really going to make, you know, like because sometimes they follow the book and sometimes they don't. So, like, yeah, you know, they do it still out of order. Here. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, th- I couldn't believe that that was it. Um, but, man, they've introduced a lot of other shit that is a lot bigger. I was really surprised because I thought they would focus on wrapping shit up and leaving it in a good place. And instead, they introduce other shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my big revelation for the season as well, is that it felt like, I mean, I just said it a little bit, like, it feels like they're just putting so much on the table and not taking a ton off the table. Um, I think my favorite stuff this season has been focusing on Eugene. I've been really liking that. Yeah. 
Because I feel like our main characters, because they're not talking to each other, they're not really putting themselves out there. We're just sort of, we used to be in their heads more and they're just like yeah. doing stuff. But it's less also, enjoyable. A lot of amazing fight scenes. Yeah, like, some fun fight man, scenes. They like should, that POV stuff was amazing. Just really solid stuff. It's one of the most confident shows on television. Um, it's great. I look forward to next season. Uh, and now let me ask you, Pete, how, how much story in Preacher is there left? Obviously, we have this big chunk with whoever oh, there this is thing. a ton. So, like, how many more seasons do you think there is of story just in the comics? I would say seven more seasons. You think seven more seasons? There could be. I doubt it. But oh, That's I mean, crazy. It, but because if you think about that first season was before the the book even picked up. So they can, like... There is so much shit. It's just a question of like how much they want to sit in and what they want to skip over and deal with. Yeah. Um, well, that's I mean, great. I did not know there was that much. There, yeah. I mean, there's well, there's like what ten graphic novels, eleven graphic yeah. novels. Yeah, so, yeah. They ran for a long time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's very cool. So maybe we will be doing this for uh, for so long. We will be. We would grow from preacher boys to preacher men to preacher, like, old men. Retired dudes. Yeah. Preacher retirees. Yeah. Maybe by the time we do that last season, we will be preachers. <laughs> because we will. I don't think them. that's how it works, but, you know. You don't, don't just know. age into it? Yeah, I don't think so. Huh. Okay. I guess we'll never know. Guys, that's a season um, of, of preacher men. Um, please, uh... Check out our other podcast, Comic Book Club. We're about to get into our Riverdale podcast, which we love doing, as Riverdale is coming back very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can um, subscri- subscribe to this uh, podcast, to this feed. You can also check us out on Nerdist. Um, you can come see our live show at the People's Improv Theater every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Yeah, at the, uh, the Loft it is on 29th Street in New York City. It'd be fun to see it at our live show. Come, take a trip to New York. It's a fun yeah. town. Um, if you'd like to um, keep the podcast going, we're always doing more. We always want to do more. Uh, it takes a couple bucks to keep that going. You can hit us up at patreon.com slash comic book club. Support us um, in any way you can. There's prizes, shout outs. You can become a guest on the show. A lot of options. Please go check it out. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can follow Pete around Brooklyn um, <laughs> as much as you'd like. He's available. Uh, I'm at, at Real Pete LePage. Uh, I'm at JT Sizzle as always. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, it's time to um, really get back. And uh, though we are taking a break from preaching, uh, I think we're going to still preach on. Yeah, preach on. 